Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is professional hockey, Southwest Live. Uh, I'm, I'm playing the wrong thing. So, um, yeah, if you uh, if I'm off a day, no doubt, Scott Strandy here with you live in Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. Uh, we are about an hour, two and a half hours earlier than normal tonight with the broadcast uh, for very good reason. Uh, my co-host, Rob Rothfarb. Uh, on assignment, I guess, is what we call it. His New York Rangers are in L.A. to play the Kings tonight. So uh, we told Rob, take the night off, enjoy the game. And we recruited my Wednesday night partner, Stephen Marsh, to uh, join us. So, Stephen, how are you tonight? I'm good. Yeah, Rob is really uh, enjoying the uh, Rangers West Coast trip here uh, because he's getting to see his Rangers in person while they've been out here on the West Coast. I don't know if he's necessarily enjoying it fully because they've had some wins, they've had some losses, but I know he was up here in Vegas. Don't even go there. He was up here in Vegas, I know, for the Rangers Golden Knights games. I'm sure he wasn't loving that night, but I know he loved the night the other night in Anaheim. Hopefully we'll... (laughs) Yeah, that that's good. But uh, yeah, hopefully tonight will be a better night for Rob and the New York Rangers as they take on the L.A. Kings. But uh, thank you for joining us because uh, uh, you've got a lot of insight. You've been to some uh, Golden Knights games. You've been to some Silver Knights games. You've seen a little bit of everything, what's going on in Vegas. So all kinds of stuff happening. Um, tonight we're going to open the show, as I did last night, with a little bit of somberness. Uh, two things that we need to talk about uh, yesterday. Um, we found out we lost a uh, Vegas uh, icon. I'm just calling them that. Uh, a Buffalo icon, a Vegas icon uh, in hockey, in sports betting, in uh, just overall nice guy in Brian Blessing who passed away unexpectedly uh, yesterday. And uh, it, it's hitting Vegas hard. I know uh, I had a chance to meet him. It was real funny, Stephen. I'm going to tell the story real quickly. But the first time that I met Brian, he kind of looked at me um, – kind of cross-eyed like yeah i don't know i I don't know about you um (laughs) and uh, i I was working my way up and i was of course with our mutual friend dana lane and dana had introduced me to him and i watched them do a show once uh at one of the casinos in vegas can't remember which one now and um we got to talking more and more about hockey and we found out we had mutual friends in in hockey and um and lo and behold, about a, I don't know, three, four weeks later, Dana was doing the show. Uh, Brian was out of town or something, and Dana asked me if I wanted to come on. I said, do I have Brian, quote, blessing to do this? And Dana said, well, I'm going to sneak you in. Uh, so, so Dana snuck me on to Brian's show. Um, I don't know. I never did hear from Brian uh, whether that was okay or not, but uh, just a tragic, tragic loss. And I know you've been kind of following it since yesterday and today, so – Bring us up to date on what's going on uh, as people in, in Vegas uh, mourn the loss of Brian Blessing. Well, that that's a that's a great story. I think uh, I think you're you're hearing a lot of similar stories about just their interactions with with Brian and what what he meant to them. And and you know, I only really got to know him, or I didn't get to meet him only I think once in person he he happened to show up to City National one night a UNLV game was going on. of course Dana does the, the play-by-play for the UNLV hockey games and as you mentioned him and Dana are pretty close is, is he's close to a lot of people and that's the thing with Brian too it's what I've come to know is that if if you had any sort of relationship with him it it, it seemed like it was a very close relationship. it seemed like he had a lot of like it was like it was the most important 
relationship in his life with a lot of different people and that was just the kind of person that that brian was just just kind of seeing in the far but he showed up one night he was i think he had uh he was there for his granddaughter's skating or what i don't or whatever one of his grandkids was, and and he showed up and he was you know giving dana a hard time like he like he always liked to do and giving everybody a hard time though but and uh, so i got to meet him for for a couple of minutes and so that was kind of kind of nice and you know and i've you know i've seen ryan stuff over the over the past I, I know he used to do the some wrangler games here when when they were on tv and they, he would do some games there he's obviously did the thursday night football games here up and you know he was doing those and he does a lot of other stuff here in town and you know of course dan would talk highly of him and and, and i would kind of see see some of the stuff that he would do with him and just you know just kind of kind of get to know brian a lot through dana who of course i know well now through the UNOV games and and just know that he what he's meant to the city and what he's and just seeing the tributes the last day or so it's uh it's 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 cool and you know the buffalo sabers he was in as you mentioned he was in buffalo for a lot of years and uh he of course covered the, the he's a big bills fan big uh, buffalo sabers fan obviously covered um being from that area for a long time or you know being from that area and, and sabers treated out a nice thing about him and golden knights you know, he, he was he was a fan. He was in from the Golden Knights from the very beginning. In fact, he 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 got in real close with Bill Foley. You know, Bill Foley and him were, were real good friends. And I know Ken Bulky from Vegas filled in on on what Brian was you know his radio show that Brian was doing on here in town. And and Ken had a nice uh, two hours of radio today and had some guests on and, and they were kind of talking about about uh, Bill Foley because uh, you know Brian was kind of kind of had that had a real close relationship with with Bill Foley, of course, the owner of the Golden Knights. So. So yeah, Brian was certainly um, somebody that was uh, well liked in this in this Las Vegas uh, community, and uh, also across the country. And as you mentioned, he does does a lot with 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 betting, sports betting, and and uh, handicapping stuff. And of course, hockey, big hockey guy. And um, of course, he, he's only he only been out in Vegas, I believe, since two thousand five. What I found out, obviously, a lot of years in in, in the Buffalo area, but. Um, but yeah, he certainly made his, uh, his mark here and, and everywhere that he was, and, uh, he will be missed. I know it was a, it was a shock to hear that, see the news yesterday and thinking about people like Dana today and other people that Brian was really close with or that, that were close with him. And just, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a sad, sad day for sure. And also seeing the same day that, uh, Bob Saget died, which I know is kind of unrelated, but, you know, saw that come down and that was shocking too. Just, you know, you know, that that's shocking thing and then seeing this come down too, it just it's uh it just it's another reminder of how precious life is and uh, you know you just net tomorrow i guess isn't it's going to be promised to you and uh and so you just got to kind of and i think that the, the suddenness of it too was kind of a shock i guess he got yeah i got think sick, got sick last week i think the the thing that he had covid I, I think that's what it's been put out there and so it he uh this has come to that after about a week or so but so yeah, it's just uh, it's real sad. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Um, I I would say uh, one of the things uh, that's probably and, and it sounds kind of uh, trite now, I guess, when you say it, but um, Brian, as involved in Buffalo hockey as he was for the years, the number of years, and uh, I know he stayed in touch with what was going on with the Sabers and kept a close contact on it, and now. Uh, to pass away just literally a, probably a month or less uh, before uh, Jack Eichel, the ultimate uh, saber of late anyway, uh, would come to Vegas is kind of a kind of a sad thing to think about. But uh, you're right; everybody's going to miss him. Uh, that P- radio people show. Were, some people was, were bringing. 
Yeah, some people were bringing that up today about about that, the fact that uh, he's not going to be here to see, you know, Eichel coming here and playing with the Golden Knights and uh, and people, you know, and just thinking about that kind of breaks your heart too. And because, uh, again, because of Eichel being, of course, a Buffalo Sabre and, and the impact he made on that organization, of course, as you said, Brian, being a big Sabres guy and being a big Buffalo guy. And and uh, a lot of people are hoping now and, and, and saying there's no way that the Buffalo Bills aren't going to win the Super Bowl now, that somehow – Brian Blessing is going to will away to for the Bills to to get the uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, that which of course that is, would be fitting, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really would be. So, uh, so we'll see. But yeah, he he's going to be uh, he's going to be missed. And uh, you it know, it would be even even more fitting if the AFC Championship game came down to uh, to uh, Buffalo and uh, the Raiders. But uh, <laughs> I think that's pushing it. I don't think that's going to happen. yeah that would be kind of cool to see that it would be it would be kind of uh that would be kind of cool but we'll see how it plays out but but uh i know yeah i know a lot of people are hurting today and uh like i said i didn't know him really well i've i've seen a lot of his stuff and i didn't i said one minute once in person but felt like i knew him through just you know through dana and through other people that have shared stories today and and just you know and and getting to, to 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 know of him and what he's done and and uh he he was uh he's one of a kind What's that? He's one of a kind. Yeah, that, if, he if, took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah he's, nobody quite like him. And, uh, and I, I it, think it's sad that uh, a voice like that is going to be silenced now. Yeah, and, and I think in this passing, he he would want people to uh, to tell the stories that he shared. He he loved sharing stories. I mean, uh, I'll tell you another quick story. One of the reasons when I started the podcast that I wanted to uh, put our advertisers kind of at the front and the back uh, was a Brian Blessing move. He did that on his radio show. He stacked his ads in the beginning and he stacked them in the end so he could spend more time talking uh, to the listeners. So that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to have guests and he wanted to talk. And, yeah, you, uh, yeah, you know I that very the well. They, thing. they brought yeah, that I, up too, that he, he would start the – his show wouldn't start for like – sometimes wouldn't start for like seven, eight minutes after the hour that the show is supposed to start. He'd get all the ads out of the way and then he'd go on and he'd just – have people on or have a guest on that go for about 30, 40, 50 minutes straight without taking a break. And sometimes I guess it would even bleed over into the next show or, or if he, or he'd end. 50, <laughs> well, that's never happened minutes. with us. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then they would play all the rest. If he had ads left, he would play them at the end. So, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's, that's where I got that. I, I figured it from him and, uh, I, I don't do it quite the way he did it. I don't stack them all in the beginning, but yeah. I, I try to get into him in the first 15 minutes and then, uh, you know, be able to go a half hour because I hate it. Uh, that personally. is so it's unique, though, because go ahead. it's I'm my sorry. pet peeve. Yeah, it's my pet peeve, Stephen, to uh, to get a guest on and then ask the guest uh, for ratings purposes or for advertiser purposes to to ask that guest to go on hold for three or four minutes while you run ads. I I just think that's totally disrespectful. Well, and and, and when you watch or when you listen to a lot of uh, radio programs, uh, sports talk radio programs or other shows you, you get you get into a conversation with people and and you get into debate or whatever and you know you have a producer a lot of times you know who's running you know has to keep on time and is sometimes going in the ear or telling the the host that okay we, we need to stop this right now because we have to we have to hit this break we have to you know it's we it's seven minutes in the segment That's we hard have break to the break and then you, you gotta you gotta you gotta stop the conversation right then and there and you gotta go to a break and you know three minutes, four minutes goes by and you come back 
and you might try to get back into it and that's it's kind of hard to kind of re re going once you once you stop so it's uh and, you know, and that know, happens a lot in shows that because you just have for to, the record break. just for the record of my co-host i never have that problem <laughs> I love you guys. I'm just going to sit here silent for I'm just going to sit here silent for 5 seconds cuz silence makes yeah. great radio too or great or great audio podcast you, whatever you want to call you it. You know it. Both you and Paul and Rob uh, bring so much energy to the podcast that uh, it's something that um, you know, sometimes you got to take that rope out, throw it around and say, okay, let's rein it back in again. But, uh, well, I, love and we have, I love the we have a problem with, we have a problem with ending the show. You know, we, we you, you aim to keep the show at an hour and I, and I know a lot of times we've been really having a hard time keeping it at that we usually end up going over by several minutes. So, and a lot of times that's a guess and, uh, I'll just tease it right now. We got a great guest coming on Wednesday on our show. Uh, uh, club hockey and and also Stephen, I'm going to bounce a uh, a name off of it because I want to change it from club. I don't like the club. I think we may even do it this Wednesday. I'm going to send you it uh, off the air, and uh, you take a look at it, see what you think. But I, I think a little name change might be coming. If not this week, maybe the week after or whatever. But uh, I don't like the word club. I just don't. I, I don't think it, it's uh, respectful to the players uh, in ACHA hockey because they work way too hard to uh, to be known as a club program they're they're not they're, they're just a different kind of college hockey so uh we'll get into that but just a little tease on that and our guest coming on is the uh, head coach of the oregon ducks moving up to d1 acha next year riley Orr is going to join us uh, they just came off of an outdoor game so i can't wait to hear about that and uh, and other stuff up in the great northwest so we'll look forward to that um, jumping back in though to uh, to our show tonight, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Um, when we when we look at different things, there's the one other thing I want to get out of the way, and, and and I mentioned this again last night. The hockey world lost a, a very young man, a tenth grader. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, and Teddy Teddy Balkand, uh, who passed away from a skate blade uh, cut to the neck. Uh, in Connecticut, did you did you see that, Stephen? Are you familiar oh, yeah, with that, yeah. or am I I've blindsiding heard, you? No, I've no, I've heard about it. Yeah, it's been I, I, it's been all over the internet the last few days, and, and it, I know several several NHL, NHL teams and other college teams and other have had several uh, have had tributes to him. Moments of silence. I know the Kings did it the other night, and uh, certainly UConn, where of course he's he's from the Connecticut area, so the UConn hockey team certainly had a thing for him and a lot of people doing their sticks i think that sticks out for for teddy sticks i think out for teddy yeah sticks Absolutely. out for teddy's been we, going around we, so we say that as well um yeah it's uh, that I was very, wanna... that's tragic too that was very tragic and i didn't realize i i, I had heard that it happened i didn't know exactly what the circumstances i didn't realize until i just looked it up a little or i think i heard it on I listened to a little bit of your show last night uh this morning and you talked about the stick plate and i didn't realize that or the Skate blade. I didn't realize Skate that was blade. what it. Yeah. Skate blade. Well, yeah, let, let me tell you this. If you uh, go back about 15, 16 years, uh, I was in North Dakota uh, for mm, three or four years and covered North Dakota hockey. And uh, there was an incident very similar to that in Minot, North Dakota. A high school kid, I believe a sophomore, um, was playing a game against a competitor. And uh, the competitor's skate came up, caught him across the throat. Um, he was lucky. He was lucky that, and uh, I, you know, I know Teddy had great uh, people respond quickly for him too. But you don't realize how fast uh, that happens, and when it does happen, you need to react really, really quick because you can lose a lot of blood quickly. Uh, and uh, this young man in Minot, they they were able to uh, obviously get the bleeding under control, get him to a hospital, get him stitched up, 
and I had a chance to visit with him um, about a week later, and he showed me the stitches, and it was just it was just mind blowing when you saw um, just how close that was to ending another young man's life, and 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 he was telling me, you know, at, at that point, uh, the debate started, Stephen, for uh, neck guards for all for all youth hockey players under the age of eighteen. Uh, it never got enough traction to make a difference. I know some kids wore them, some wore them for a while. Some teams locally mandated it back then in 2005, 2006. But um, you know what? It, it's, a dangerous, uh, it's a dangerous thing that you have on your feet when you play hockey. Uh, we've seen it cuts. Uh, Clint Malarchuk um, in the NHL had a very serious cut. Um, we've seen guys cut their calves. Um, we've seen wrists, we've seen forearms. So, um, skate blades are sharp. And, uh, again, this was an incident with Teddy where it wasn't anything out of the ordinary from what I'm told. It was just a regular hockey play that was accidental. Yeah. Yeah. Purely accidental. And obviously no, uh, no malicious, uh, play. I know Paul was having a little, a uh, little thing with that too, that, is anything really in hockey a malicious malicious play? Nobody really intends to do something like that with a skate or or a stick or whatever. It's, you know, a lot. Of, most of the time, it's it's accidental, um, and so uh, you know, sometimes people are a little bit more careless than they could be with that sort of stuff. But I don't think you no, know, that was nothing the case here. And it's just a very tragic uh, tragic story and uh, and uh, very very sad. Uh, certainly shook up the hockey community and and. Uh, just, and uh, you know, Stephen, I said this last night on last night's show too. I said we just had way too many hockey tragedies or hockey-related tragedies, whether it be from cancer. You know, we lost Matt Shot about three weeks ago, or whatever it was, two and a half weeks ago. And um, you know, I was down in uh, in Tucson, as you know, for the uh, Colorado Eagles and Tucson Roadrunners game. They did a moment of silence for Matt there. Um, that they have a jersey auction going on for another week or two. Um, escapes me on that to help raise uh, raise funds for for his uh, programs that he had with the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So there's just been way too many of them, and and of course we had Brian Blessing, the loss of him today, and of course Teddy Balkan as well. So um, no way to transition out of it. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and uh, let's dig into the NHL. We're going to start with the All Star Game. So. Pull it up on your screen, my friend, because it's coming to Vegas. Just doing the Brian Blessing thing. Get all the ads and breaks in now so when we come back, we can (laughs) dig into the NHL and the AHL and all that we've got ahead of us today. Absolutely. We'll be right back. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. 
any hockey player in the desert southwest. And they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burrito served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, professional hockey fans, as it may be. This indeed is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, where we talk NHL, AHL, all things that are hockey in the Pacific Division, and we bleed over into the Central Division a little bit in the NHL to get some of our teams there. But um, you know what? Uh, Scott Strandy with you tonight, Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, my normal co-host, Rob Rothfarb, is uh, taking in the Rangers and Kings game tonight. So enjoy the game, Rob, and we'll see you back here next week. So At I the, rounded uh, crypto. up. Crypto.com <laughs> arena. <laughs> so I rounded up that voice, uh, the voice of my Wednesday night partner, Stephen Marsh, and our uh, Las Vegas uh, beat reporter for the uh, Golden it, Knights as well as the Silver you, Knights and you don't, UNLV you know what it, and everything you, in Vegas. You, well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of things there. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what it is is that when we do the Wednesday night show, I'm always itching to get some golden knights or some of these things, you know, so I'm really itching to get it in. So are. now we got a full hour to, to, to get, to get it, to get it. And, there, and it was a busy week in Vegas last week. And we'll get to that. I know, but yeah, yep, absolutely. I always, I'm always itching to kind of get sprinkle in some stuff. So now I have a chance to really dig deep into it on this show. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I, I asked you, I said, you want to come on as a guest? Cause I was thinking, yeah, I was just going to be on as a guest. Keep Rob, but then, you know, I started thinking Rob's got to get through LA traffic and, and, you know why? Oh, that's not that bad. Why, LA traffic, not yeah. that bad. Well, he could do the yeah. car. He could do the show while he's sitting in the, in, yeah. on the 405 freeway. <laughs> he would have. He probably would have. I told him. I said, take the night off. Enjoy the game. Can, it's not. It's only once a year that your Rangers come he, to the West Coast, uh, unless there's a Stanley Cup final there, and uh, they happen to be in it, and the Kings happen to be in it, or somebody. But um, that that's way, way, way too far down the road. But one thing that was announced. Um, Saturday night, right? The uh, the NHL 
All-Star Fan Vote, which, of course, the NHL All-Star Weekend is going to be held, the 2022 Honda NHL All-Star Weekend in Las Vegas on uh, February 4th and 5th, T-Mobile Arena. Um, So before we jump into the rosters a little bit, Tell us what you know, Stephen, from from being around Vegas. What what's going to happen on the fourth and fifth of February? How are things going to uh, shake out, if you will? Yeah. So the as you mentioned, the NHL All Star Weekend is coming to to Las Vegas. Uh, it's going to be uh, th- that weekend, as you mentioned, the fourth and the and the fifth. And uh, of course, the fourth is going to be the skills competition. That's going to be uh, all. This will take place at uh, T Mobile Arena. Uh, that's going to be All Star uh, Skills of, uh, on the f- February fourth, on that um, that Friday night, and then s- on the fifth, it's going to be a uh, uh, the the game at twelve p.m. Uh, Pacific time. And so it's yeah, so it's going to be the um, uh, players. Of course, you know we know what the skills competition is. They do these different event. They do these different uh, you know s- different events like fastest skater. Or they do some stuff. You know they. Um, tar- you know, they shoot pucks at targets, you know, and, um, accuracy things, hardest shot, all those things. Um, I- I'm sure there's going to be some Vegas flair things that maybe we don't, uh, we don't know yet. I know that the uh, UNLV Rebel Hold, hold on a team- minute. Hold on a minute. Vegas has flair? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe just a little bit, just a little bit of flair. <laughs> um, you know, it's actually going to be part of a whole overall big weekend because the next day, the NFL Pro Bowl is, is in Vegas, so they pick quite a weekend. You know, yeah. the NHL. Uh, do they have enough hotel rooms in Vegas for everything? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Do they have enough? I, I think they might with one to spare. I think they might have with one to spare. I think there'll be one. Okay, one I haven't got door. mine yet, so I don't know where I'm <laughs> staying. Probably in my car. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might have to stay in your car, but <laughs> but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun weekend. There's also a fanfare going on that weekend as well. That's gonna be at the at the convention center. It's at the new West Hall. That's the new newest part of the convention center. Uh, so there's gonna be a fanfare there that people. I think the tickets are really cheap. It's like fifteen bucks. You can go. Thursday the third from three to nine, Friday the fourth from three to nine, Saturday and Sunday from ten to eight and eleven to five. So, um, you know, people can go there and and there'll be not you know the the skills competition, the game will be going on during that time frame. But there'll be watch uh, parties at those um, at the uh, fanfare. If people want to go and watch watch it there if they can't be at the actual game itself, but. At the Fan Fest, people will be able to take picture with the Stanley Cup. They'll be able to visit a Hockey Hall of Fame exhibit. Just don't um, touch it. Don't touch it if just you're don't a hockey t- player. Just don't touch it. Yeah. If you're a hockey player. If you're not a hockey player, go ahead. Grab it. And, do whatever you want to do with it. But if you're if you're a hockey player, don't touch that thing. Yeah. Um, there'll be a lot of mascots from the different NHL teams will, will be here that weekend. They'll do some fun things. And, um, yeah, so, you know, kid, kid zone. So, that's always fun too, because people may not always be able to go to the. All, all I want to know, Stephen. All I want to know is: Is Harold going to be there? <laughs> you know well, my that, man, Harold. <laughs> well, that's the million-dollar question. So I don't know. That's an American Hockey League thing with the Silver Knights. Um, there's also some other things I think that are in the works too. I don't. I, I that it might be going on uh, that weekend too. Uh, I think this is really going to. I mean, as we said, Vegas does things big, and and I think this is another way for the. Uh, NHL to really up things by having this event here in Las Vegas and and um, you know and, and try to do it. Of course, it, it was supposed to be kind of a send off to the Olympics because right after that we were going to go into the Olympic break. The NHL players that were going to participate were going to be off. They were going to leave from Vegas to go to China for the Olympics, but we obviously know that that is not happening now. So the season will probably 
will continue after that, you know, after that week. And they'll, they're going to try to fill in the postponed games during that three week uh, gap now, but, but it's still going to be a fun weekend. Hopefully we can do it safely. And, and with, with the COVID still being in the situation we're in and everything and, and what should be a, a fun weekend and uh, to celebrate yeah. the, the hockey, the NHL and, and all the teams and all the players that will be here representing the different divisions and, and, uh, and, and the other thing, Stephen, is welcome it back to ESPN officially. It's been on uh, and TNT and and all of them, but uh, you know the four captains, the full All Star game rosters, and candidates for the last man in vote are all going to be announced on ESPN's uh, 6 p.m. airing of Sports Center on Thursday. So, uh, big time stuff from the hockey world, which I think you know, I think that's been a big boost to uh, you know COVID's still out there, obviously, and and uh, having some effect on it. But don't you think that uh, ESPN and TNT have done a great job of uh, enhancing the game? Yeah, no doubt. I, I think uh, TNT has certainly done a really good job. I think we're going to see uh, a lot more with, with ESPN uh, now that, you know, they have some more, you know, they have a lot of games on ESPN plus, And so that's people that have ESPN plus are able to get the games and actually all the NHL games because NHL TV moved away from, their own thing and kind of did the thing with ESPN plus. So, you know, what's ESPN plus about six ninety nine a month, pretty reasonable price. People can get all the NHL out of market games in addition to ESPN plus exclusive games. And TNT's done a really good job, really, uh, uh, revitalizing, um, you know, kind of taking a kind of an inside the NBA approach that was, it's been so popular with the basketball and Turner sports and, and that show and, and kind of doing it in a hockey way with, with uh, with Wayne Gretzky, who's on a lot of shows, um, certainly Paul Bizanet, who is a great personality in himself. With you know, and he's got he's got his podcast that he does spitting spitting chitlets with uh, Ryan Whitney, that's real popular. And of course, he's so that. And then when you bring him up. together with Rick Tockett, it doesn't get any yeah. better than that. <laughs> Rick Tockett, uh. <laughs> Anson Carter, and Liam McHugh, who both came over from NBC Sports and have been a staple on the air for NHL coverage for many years. So they have that familiarity with fans. With uh, Liam McHugh, who's who loves doing NHL stuff, I think he, he even said it was his favorite assignment with NBC and and having uh, Anson Carter who certainly has had a, a great NHL career and is now, as I said, has, has worked for NBC and now works for TNT doing NHL games. So, of course, Wayne Gretzky, who is a, is a legend in the game. So um, it's it's a good – and it's good. And, of course, the people they have doing the actual games in on, on site with you know still having Kenny Albert, Eddie Olchek, who people are familiar with again from NBC Days, and, and then uh, Brendan Burke and Darren Pang and, and having some great inside the, the glass people like Keith Jones and – or between the benches now, I guess it's not inside the glass anymore. But between the benches and and I think they have a good mix of personalities. ESPN too, as as well, and and it's going to be um, fun to have have see a presence for more of the, with ESPN. And people really missed having hockey on ESPN, and it's it's back now. And and uh, I think it's great for the game that it's it's. I think it's really it's really good that uh, there's this much um, need, want for it. You know that. The networks like ESPN, TNT want, want it on their air. And Hey, and- guess what? It, it's catching on. You know that as well as I do with what we see in the ACHA and what we see in NCAA hockey and certainly the explosion of youth hockey, uh, especially in areas like Vegas and L.A. and uh, San Jose and Arizona. Uh, both boys and girls are now just coming out in record numbers. So, yeah, you're, you're right. Um, I want to jump into the uh, – the rosters. Do you have them in front of you, or is it just me? <laughs> well, I, I, the only thing I have, and maybe this is what you're referring to, is I have the 
what the NHL panel.com panel uh, results yeah the, are. the eleven man rosters yep yeah right as you mentioned okay, so, the uh, the ca- the captains gonna, and the full rosters are going to be on ESPN Sports Center on, uh, on 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 Thursday but okay so so let's let's go to the Pacific Division right away um uh, do you want to read them or do you want me to read those and then we'll comment on them uh, I can you're read the them. guest you're the guest. I, I can read them. Okay. We'll go down. Pacific Division. Start with the forwards and move your way down. Well, this this isn't really a surprise. Uh, the forwards, Connor McDavid, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, Troy Terry, uh, Johnny Goudreau, Mark Stone, uh, Yanni Gord, uh, defenseman Drew Doughty, uh, Quinn Hughes, uh, Eric Carlson, goalies uh, Jacob Markstrom, that, Thatcher Demko. Um, there's others that are receiving votes right now. Thomas Hurdle, Timo Meyer, Alex Petrangelo. Shea Theodore, and Mark uh, Giordano. Yeah, so that's the Pacific Division. That's who we're going to focus on. Um, now jump up to the Central Division because we got some guys there too that uh, have a lot of interest in our coverage area. You want to run down those as well? Sure. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov, uh, Nadam Kat- Nazem Kadri from Colorado Avalanche, who we focus a lot on with the, with I the Avalanche. I gave you all the tough names. <laughs> I know that's all right. Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, St. Louis Blues. Nathan McKinnon, uh, Kyle Connor, Joe Pavelski, uh, Kel McCarr, another Avs player. Roman Yossi. Uh, here we go. You can help me with this one with the Coyotes. Shane Gostas- Gostaspear. Gostaspear. Yeah, the there ghost. you go. Shane yeah. Uh UC Soros and um, and of course uh, Mark Andre Fleury from the Blackhawks. Mark Andre coming back again. We're gonna get to that in a minute. Um, uh, others receiving votes there. You want to go down those lists? Sure. Alex DeBrinkett, uh, Jordan Cairo, Patrick Kane, Matt Duchesne, Connor Hellebuck, Darcy Kemper. Any shock in Matt Duchesne? Everybody said last year and the year before and the year before that that Matt Duchesne has washed up. No, he's having a great year so far for the Predators. So uh, glad to see him coming back. Um, so that's the teams that we're going to focus on. Uh, if you go uh, to the Metropolitan Division and you go to the Atlantic Division, um, I don't think we need to go through those names. We know who they are. Everybody knows who they are. It's pretty much uh, same old, same old as far as talent, I think. Yeah, I think for sure. Um, you know, they say who the captains will be. I, of course, we don't know officially who the captains will be until Thursday, but um, I guess we can run through the Metropolitan Division. Uh, Alex Ovechkin, Artemi Panarin, Jake Gensel, Sebastian Ajo, uh, Claude Giroux, uh, Chris Kreider, who who will be in LA tonight. Rob will be able to see up close and personal with the Rangers. Adam Fox as well. Dougie Hamilton, uh, Zach uh, Wierenski, uh, Ilya Sorkin, and uh, Frederick Anderson. And the uh, might as well do them all. Let's do the receiving okay. votes there. Yeah, receiving too. votes. Yes, Jack Hughes, Avengi uh, Kustinov, uh, Sidney Cross, Kenetsov. Thank you. <laughs> yep, uh, Matthew Barzell, uh, Olivia uh, Oliver Borkstrand, uh, Chris Latang, Jacob Slavin, uh, Igor Shasirkin, and Tristan Jari. Can I say uh, Jacob Slavin is a Colorado kid? <laughs> I had a chance to visit with one of uh, – uh, they call him the adopted son uh, at the Air Force Academy that basically spent all of his high school days with the Slavin family. Uh, it's incredible. It's coming up. It ended up being about 11. I tried to go like five or six minutes with my player profiles. It ended up being like 12 or 17 or something crazy because he just kept rattling off stuff about the Slavin family. So 
Uh, congratulations to Jacob for uh, for getting the spot. Uh, the Atlantic Division, you want to roll down that as well? You're doing such a hot job. Sure, yeah. We got Steven Stamkos, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, Jonathan Huberto, Florida Panthers, uh, Austin Matthews, the Maple Leafs, which are out here west right now playing Vegas tomorrow. Then they're going to actually found out the Maple Leafs were at the Raiders game yesterday, so that was fun for them. And then they're going to be playing the uh, Golden Knights tomorrow, and then they're in Arizona the next night. Well, we hope. Uh, Brad Marchand, Bruins, Lucas Raymond, uh, Drake uh, Batherson, uh, Aaron Ekblad, uh, Rasmus Dahlin, uh, Chris Weidman, and then Andre uh, Vlasileski and Jack Campbell, the goaltenders, uh, receiving votes, uh, Tage Thompson, uh, Nick Suzuki, uh, defense, defenseman Victor Hedman, uh, Thomas Shabbat, David Savard, and Charlie McAvoy. You know, this is a good time to bring up the, you know, because we're reading these lists and it's not a long list, like 20 skaters and, you know, six defensemen. And, and people might wonder why that's the case in case they're not aware. It's because the, the all-star game format is a, it's a three-on-three thing. You know, it's, divisions go against each other and, you know, two, two divisions play each other in a little game, you know, shortened game length and uh and two and the other two will play each other but it's three on three so you don't need as many players because it's it's not a full five on five team so in case people didn't realize how that worked why there's not as a full 20 20 list of people there'll be some reserves and stuff but you know for, for the teams for the different division teams yeah and it's going to be a three game tournament uh played like you said on the three on three format featuring the four teams one from each division um, it's, it's really cool, uh, the rosters, and I think it's going to be exciting to see who gets in, especially the last man. Um, and I don't know, they said they were going to announce the captains, but uh, you see on the list like I see on the list, the captains uh, have been named. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we want to... Uh, At least according I'll, to the NHL.com panel, which I guess are the ones that, that do right. the vote. But but I think the I think people had a chance to vote online too because there was a push to make for, um, for captains for the Golden Knights at yep. least for the perspective. And I I know that people really would th- would think it would be nice to see uh, you know somebody like Mark Stone, who's the captain of the Golden Knights, be the captain of Pacific Division because it is it's in Vegas. But you know everyone all signs seem to point to Connor McDavid, who of course is probably the best in the game right now, and and one of the, you know and probably deserves deserves it but certainly i would think mark stone uh, has a chance because of you know being in vegas but again it's not up it's not up to it's up to the voters so we'll see yeah absolutely okay so that kind of wraps up the uh, the all-star talk um i want to jump in uh, right now to uh, to what you've seen in vegas because vegas uh, the golden knights specifically let's start right there they had a rough start so many injuries so many guys out uh, one would come back, someone else would go down. They battled back and forth. They started off really slow. They're at the bottom of the division. Guess where they are right now, Steve? The sky Marsh. was falling too. With that, when that was the case, when it was one and four, the sky was falling from from a lot that, of people. You here could actually get tickets, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, you you really could. The tickets were were pretty low. I mean, it was people were. It's amazing what happens when when the team's not doing well. But. Uh, let let me run down the Pacific Division standings first, and then I want to dig into what you've seen uh, the last uh, couple of games, the last week or so uh, in Vegas. But Vegas uh, on top of the Pacific with forty seven points. Anaheim, the most surprising team in hockey in my book, uh, with forty five points. Calgary with forty. Los Angeles thirty nine. San Jose thirty nine. Edmonton thirty eight. Vancouver thirty five. And Seattle twenty four. Watch and out for the- Vancouver. Watch out for yeah. Vancouver, though they got Bruce Boudreau, and since then, man, they've been they've been They're making red hot, red hot. Uh, and speaking of problems, uh, Edmonton having a lot of problems right now. They're nine points out of first, 
and uh, they were on top for a while, and everybody thought they were going to be the team. And guess what? You got to play all 60 minutes, and you got to play more than just one line, and you got to get good goaltending, or uh, you're having a tough time getting W's in the NHL. But okay, it's been a it's we called it revenge week, or somebody called it revenge week. Was that you or somebody else that named it that? Well, I don't know. I I think somebody else uh, said that. I don't. I I think I saw that somewhere. So I kind of I kind of said it. It's, it's like a reunion homecoming week or revenge week, whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah. So I don't know where it's. I don't know where I heard it somewhere. I don't know who's who started it. But I've heard. And some people have used it in articles. Of, okay. So the game. So in Vegas, it started last Sunday. Uh, tell us about the week, Stephen. I'm sure the Golden Knights are happy for it to be over with, though, because it's been quite a, <laughs> it's a quite stressful. a week. Uh, can I quickly go to Saturday and go like, are we sure that Vegas didn't make sure that Mark Andre got that win to make him the only goalie, only goalie ever to uh, defeat thir- all 32 teams in the NHL? Are we sure Vegas was giving it its all, Stephen? Wink, wink. Well, you never really know for sure. I mean. What they tell you on camera and and when they face the reporters, it's uh, and and maybe it's a good thing that they're doing it through Zoom still right now, but because uh, they don't have to see him face to face, just through the computer screen. And uh, okay, but let me it, let me ask you this then, as a quick follow up to that: if that were the case, would there really be anything wrong with that? Doesn't Mark Andre deserve to have that after everything that he's been through? Of course, the last couple of years in Vegas and uh, and really his whole career has been up and down, up and down. He continues to pile on wins and continues to smile and have fun, but would there be really, really anything wrong if we maybe let him get that W? Well, I'm sure the, the fans maybe didn't didn't see a problem with it, but I, I don't – yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I mean, you still want to win the game. You still want to – you still want to get the the two points because every game is important because you're trying to, you know, you're trying to pad your lead in the division, and you know, Pete DeBoer after the um, game on Saturday said that they didn't have any juice, so maybe they, maybe they didn't try as hard as they would normally because of the circumstances. But I I don't know. I just find that hard. They're, they're still athletes. They still are competitive. They they want to win it. It really looked like. Marsha So was really trying to score in that game. He really, I think, well, he wanted to beat Flurry, and uh, you know, it's kind of the French connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it was kind of kind of ironic that the only goal scored that the uh, Golden Knights had that night was by a guy that wasn't even with the team up until just this season. So he wasn't <laughs> even with the. With he didn't the even Golden know the Knights. role. <laughs> he just figured yeah, to score he, goals like normal. <laughs> yeah, Ben Hutton, who just joined the team this year, didn't, wasn't even with the team during the Flurry years. You know, he just joined this year. Uh, post flurry so it's uh it's kind of ironic that uh, none of flurry's former teammates with the golden knights scored against them and okay i stole your thunder so so go back to sunday uh yeah you like jump to games. the you jumped like to the end of the movie before <laughs> before we even get to the opening uh sorry opening credits <laughs> sorry your, your your movie's coming up we're gonna have it up on the website before too long so uh, that'll that'll highlight the whole week uh, but go ahead and tell people if you can just kind of capsulize the way the uh, the week went uh, at T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, that feature is coming up. That's more focused on what happened Saturday night. But I do, do mention in the beginning about the about the week itself. But anyway, so yeah, so Sunday it started with uh, it started with the uh, the Jets coming in, and of course you had uh, Nate Schmidt, who's a member of the Winnipeg Jets now, and you have uh, Paul Stasny. And for both of them, it was their first time to to T-Mobile. They've been off the team for for a couple of years now, but because of COVID and the way that you know 
they were uh, he was with Vancouver, Nate Schmidt was, and I think Stasny, I think Stasny was with Winnipeg this whole time, but they weren't playing each other uh, last year. So uh, this was their first trip out here uh, as a visitor, and the Golden Knights lost in overtime. And I think Stasny had an assist in that game against the the Golden Knights. So that was that was Sunday. Then Tuesday, um, I, I didn't even think about it at the time, but they did have Nick Cousins on the Predators, which was a a Golden Knight player, not an original Golden Knight like those two were, but uh, but he certainly was a Golden Knight. And the and the build up too would have been nice to see Cody Glass, but Cody Glass is is down in the American Hockey League, I think, so he wasn't available to play. But um, but you know that that was so Tuesday. It didn't go very well. They lost that game. But then Thursday, this week got to get on. You really start to get to the the juicy ones. And Thursday was a big one too because you had the Rangers, who we mentioned uh, were in Vegas, and they played the. Uh, uh, they have, of course, Gerard Gallant. What's as their the head coach. Oh, yeah. What's the connection there? Yeah. What's the connection? <laughs> Gerard Gallant, who was the coach for the Golden Knights, of course, for the first two and a half years until he until they made the coaching change and brought in DeBoer. But uh, you know, part of that magical f- ride first season uh, f- uh, during the court went to the Stanley Cup final in that inaugural season and coach of the year and and all that and. And of course, Ryan Reeves, who was a fan favorite here and the enforcer, and and certainly made his 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 mark on the Golden Knights. Um, you know, there's some question about how maybe it finished off, maybe, but certainly he made his impact in other ways with the hitting people and and scored a pretty big goal in the in the playoffs in that first season when against Winnipeg Jets. Boy, that sent did, him to he the Stanley, did he ever? Did he Stanley ever? Cup final? So people will always remember that, I'm sure. And and uh, of course, and still has a great beer in Vegas, I think, right? Yes, still has his <laughs> business here. Still has seven five brewing, yeah. So he's got that still, and and so that was Thursday, and the Golden Knights really played well that night and ended up winning that game five to one. So that was a really big night. But I think let, the, let me build up to Saturday. Let me build it up before the uh, the Blackhawks got to Chicago. They had to play here in Arizona, and we know how tough the Coyotes are this year. They roughed them up, and they set them up. To uh, just get whooped by the Vegas Golden Knights when the when the Blackhawks got there licking their wounds from getting uh, ripped apart by the Coyotes. No, <laughs> it, they were defeated by the Coyotes, ripped apart. Maybe not. <laughs> well, it, it was a pretty. It was a six. Uh, yeah, it was a six four game. I think the Coyotes beat the beat the Blackhawks, and I think after that, that was game, for win they, number seven. Yeah, <laughs> they still haven't gotten to ten wins yet, but um, they they had a players only meeting after that game, from what I understand, and, uh, the, and of course the the Blackhawks then came out here to to practice in, in Vegas, and and then of course the the, the storyline ch- changed to Flurry making his grand return here to Las Vegas and and playing at the T-Mobile Arena where he spent a lot of his I think two hundred and some starts they said when he was in a Golden Knights uniform, and and so it's uh, you knew that. They came off that tough night, and they they, they had extra motivation because they knew they didn't play to the level they they could that night. But they uh, they really wanted to win for Flurry, and uh, so when they got to to Saturday, of course, that was the big uh, return of Flurry to to T-Mobile Arena. And I'll tell you what, and, and your people will see it on the on the feature that's uh, coming out soon. But uh, there was a lot of Flurry jerseys. Um, I don't know if the fans dusted them off, if they stopped wearing them when Flurry left, or if they always were wearing them. But there was a lot of lot of Flurry jerseys uh, and Toshiba Plaza before people went in for the game, and 
a lot of Blackhawk Flurry jerseys too. And, and as I said in the feature, it's he's popular wherever he goes. And certainly he was popular in Pittsburgh for all those years. He was popular here in in Vegas for four seasons. And of course he's he's become popular in Chicago now, where he's at now. And and uh, I think that's credit to the person that Flurry is on and off the ice and what he and what he he does. Uh, for the game of hockey and for the whatever community he happens to to be finding himself in, and and as a, as a much of a hard for him at that time when that trade went down and how everything went down, the circumstances that went down, and we've talked about that in the past. Um, he certainly has come to embrace Chicago and and uh, yeah, so it's but he comes here and he, but the, but the but the thing that was really interesting was the the buildup for this because the fans really didn't have a chance to to give him a proper send off. Um, or proper, or proper. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, thank you for four wonderful years here, and for Flurry to to be able to do that. Because when the season ended last year, it was still in the playoffs. It was, you know, they had they lost at home, but you know there was a still, you know, there was still the uncertainty of a, of a series. So you just didn't know, and you didn't know what was going to happen necessarily in the offseason. Although there was speculation that was going to be the case, but you didn't know for sure. And then everything went down. So this was kind of a chance to kind of to kind of be um, flurry to recognize the crowd. It was a beautiful video tribute. Um, but one did, other did thing they, I want to point did out. Did they show the save? <laughs> I, they did show the save, yes. That was one thing in the video tribute. Yeah, they did show the, the save against the Maple Leafs where he, he leaves over to the other side and sticks his, his glove out, and then he keeps – and he does make the save. Uh, and in fact, they, they did a statue uh, figurine for it, uh, you know, one night for, for a game, and they, they gave those out, I think, uh, last season. I'm staring so. at it. Yeah, I think you got. I, 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 got I think yours. you got the one. I think yeah. you got the one that they gave I'm us. Staring at it. I'm staring, yeah, staring at, at it. it. Uh, okay. Yeah, so. All right. But, so uh, so go ahead and give us the last uh, the last bit that you were going to say before I so rudely interrupted you. No, I'm kind of jumping thing. I'm kind of jumping over a little bit. So one thing that was real prominent is when he comes out for warmups. There was a loud cheer. I mean, there was a lot of people on the visiting side, and you don't normally see that. Now, now. There was a lot of Chicago fans in the building, per se, or at least it perceived to be Chicago fans. Maybe they're they're Flurry fans. I don't know, but um, could be both. And uh, so, but there was a there was a lot of people and Golden Knight fans too. I'm sure they were along the glass there when Flurry comes out for warmups for the first time. And people will will see that. There's a video of him coming out too. And and it's just you got a big cheer and and you don't normally see that in a visiting team. But I think we obviously know the circumstances were certainly different. And then, of course, we had the video tribute, which they did before the game. You know, they've been doing these tributes at the first media timeout, but they did this one before the game started. So that, I think, that maybe was a real emotional flurry. And I think, I think the uh, the TV broadcast yeah, that was uh, trying to get them a couple of goals quick for the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, it, it seemed to work <laughs> because, of course, the Golden Knights did score pretty early in the game, as we mentioned. Ben Hutton gets a goal in that within that first period, and uh, but then I think as the game went on and. Uh, wasn't really an ex- exciting game per se. I mean, you know, Flurry was was good. Didn't have to be great necessarily, but um, then the Blackhawks. You know, I think they they wanted to win this for Flurry, and I think Flurry really wanted this. And and uh, so as the game went on. The Blackhawks were able to get a couple couple of goals, and then they were ahead two to one. And and then and then of course Flurry was able to hold off the Golden Knights. Uh, you know, it was a little him to make some pretty good big saves at the end, like he did in the like he's known for doing, but. Um, but yeah, it was really it was real nice. And then at the end of the game, the game is over, two uh, one win for Chicago, and the fans again giving him another cheer. And then he does one little final uh, final salute uh, 
before he goes off the ice. But uh, yeah, it was a really good good night. Maybe not so much on the ice for the Golden Knights, but but just through the the theatrics around it, the storyline behind it. Um, I think it lived off to a lot of it. I think uh, the fans, we we expected the fans would would be happy to see Flurry again, obviously, and 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 the recognition was was that, and and I think Flurry was able to. Um, recognize that too, and I even said after the game, he said he he was caught off a little bit by the the video tribute right at the beginning there, but um, he said he was able to give the fans um, you know a thank you for for the support of four years here in in Vegas. So you know he's been through this before. You know he he yeah. was in Pittsburgh as Pittsburgh yeah. st- staple, and then of course came here with the Golden Knights in the expansion draft, and then you know when he went back to Pittsburgh for the first time, uh, you know that was a big night for him, of course, and uh, this is. You know, this was a similar thing because of the circumstances. It wasn't with Vegas as long, obviously. But. And there's going to be another one coming in uh, March when he uh, get near the trade deadline and they send him from Chicago to a contender. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been hearing about. I've been hearing about that. Uh, yeah, I've heard it too. That that, that, that could uh, happen. Just we'll, hopes. We'll just hope he doesn't end up in Edmonton. Oh, that would be awful. Anyway, okay. <laughs> maybe he'll end up in Mon- maybe he'll end up in Montreal, though they're not uh, a contender. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, let me quickly run down the Central Division because uh, Colorado and uh, Dallas, Chicago, uh, I mean Dallas and Arizona in our coverage area there. But Nashville on top, forty-eight points. St. Louis forty-seven. Colorado with forty-four. Minnesota forty-four. Winnipeg thirty-seven. Dallas 36, Chicago 29, and the Arizona Coyotes at 17. Yeah, um, they're, they're only uh, they're only 31 points behind Nashville for yeah, first place. Shush, shush. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will tell you the uh, the Colorado Avalanche have probably had the craziest year that I've ever experienced. And you know, I spent a lot of time in Colorado with our new office up there, and uh, being in Colorado, um, it, it, I don't think. The, the Avalanche fans, I think they're still in shock. I think they spent the first uh, 31 games, and they've only played 31. Keep in mind, Vegas and Anaheim have played 38. Um, they've only played 31 games, and it seemed like every day there was a new case of COVID or a new injury or a new guy that was sitting out. Um, it's been unbelievable. So if they get them all together down the stretch, look out for the Avalanche, I say. But, but when is that going to happen, though? And I just reading now on this uh, on the site here that uh, Gabriel Landeskog was just placed in a uh, COVID protocol today, and is it going to play when the uh, Avs host the? Uh, yeah, that's the a key. When is it going to happen? Because guys <laughs> just keep. It, I know it's not the case, but it feels like same guys are in and out, in and out, and it's just uh, it's just weird. Uh, as I as I was telling you off air, I I got my uh, both Terry and I got our. Um, uh, booster shots today so we're, we're three times vaccinated i joked with the guy that gave me the shot i said uh see you in six months for the fourth <laughs> he said yeah probably uh, probably the way it's going um so anyway um that that's a quick rundown of that i know we're running out of time because we just have way too much fun at this uh but if we can come to the ahl and we don't need to cover much on the ahl uh right now because this is kind of an nhl heavy show but tonight but uh, I want to get your feeling for the Silver Knights and, and where they're at, Stephen, because you've had a chance to see them play quite a few times this year as well. Yeah, you know, the Silver Knights have, have been like a lot of teams in the American Hockey League. They've had to deal with uh, a lot of injuries and, and certainly some call-ups. 
Uh, they had to deal with that for, for a while, but I think they're starting to get sort of a, a solid uh, roster together, although they don't have uh, Logan Thompson right now, who's their top goaltender because he's with the, uh, the Golden Knights. And, and uh, of course, there's been some bouncing up and down between you know, and big news and today. To, to, let's lead off with that. Big news today: who they uh, they put on waivers for uh, the purpose of terminating his contract, which sounds terrible, but turns out to be not too bad. Yeah, Lucas Elvinez was was is the guy that you're mentioning there. He was he was uh, put on waivers for that purpose, and uh, yeah, it's it sounds like it's a bad thing because we also heard about Evander Kane, kind of you know, and that's a whole different situation. But uh, but yeah, this is a little bit more of a of a positive thing. And uh, he's going to go back to Sweden to play. Um, both parties mutually agree. This is according to David Shane of the Las Vegas review journal that both parties mutually agreed. It was best to move on. And that uh, according to uh, golden Knights, GM Kelly McCrimmon, who, who uh, next to David Shane tweeted that out. So, uh, so yeah, it's uh, so that's going to be good for him to be able to go back to, to Sweden. He, you know, he was, he was you know, talking about the, talking about original golden Knights. Well, he was, in the first draft class for the Golden Knights, 2017, and you know he had some high, you know he had some good years with Chicago Wolves, and you know certainly made an impact with the Silver Knights. But I think maybe this year, maybe not as as productive on the on the on the sheet as, as in the games that he's played. And you know when the Golden Knights have had all these call ups, uh, he was not one of those ones that was called up. And so you know you look at that, and and so maybe that he'll get an opportunity to go back to to play in Sweden, and and be best for him to do that. So. We wish him best over there, and and his as he continues his career. But yeah, but for the Silver Knights in general, it's you know they're right there. They're right, you know they're in the they're in third place yeah, but, right now. But before you before you come jump into that, let me read the Pacific Division standings because I saw Colorado and Tucson teams five and six uh, do battle this weekend uh, Saturday night anyway. Um, so let me do that, and then you can uh, you can jump back into your Henderson Silver Knights stuff for a few minutes. Um, Stockton Heat. At the winning percentage, seven seven six. That's how they're going by right now. Uh, just till all the games are evened out. Uh, seven seventy six winning percentage. The Rain with a six ninety two. The Silver Knights six thirty five. The Condors five sixty. The Eagles five fifty. The Roadrunners at dead five hundred. Uh, Abbotsford four eighty. San Jose, uh, San Diego four fifty eight, and the San Jose Barracuda at four forty six. Any surprises, uh, Stephen, in that for you? Well, I was just going to point out, here comes Bakersfield once again. Uh, yeah, because, that's what I was because, going to. <laughs> if people remember last year, uh, Bakersfield got off to a pretty slow start. They were down at the bottom, had like barely won any games, and then they, they had a strong, obviously, second half of the season, and then, you know, and then ended up going all the way to the little Pacific Division final that we had and obviously beating the Henderson Silver Knights to, to win the little playoff thing that, that we were able to do in the Pacific Division. But... Uh, but yeah, they, they were again this year. They started at the bottom. Um, they've lost some key players. They've got you know Skinner, who's their goaltender, uh, top goaltender. Maybe he's up and down between Edmonton, as you mentioned. Edmonton's having some goaltending issues. So, um, but yeah, so they're but they've got the, it's still a veteran group. The the group is a little bit more. They've had more movement this year because last year I think one thing that really benefited them is once they kind of got going, they really got going, is that there there wasn't a lot of uh, movement between them and Edmonton, uh, just because of the, there was the, the restrictions with the traveling and yeah. everything that was more the in COVID place. Restrictions so, kept them in place. So, but this year there's, there's a little bit more of that. So, but they're still, yeah, they're 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 on a five oh two one streak right now, 
and they are uh, five, two, two, and one in their last uh, ten games. So that's that's a pretty good stretch. Um, now the team that's doing about just as well during that stretch is the Henderson Silver Knights, and they are uh, seven, two, and one in their last uh, ten games. And as you said, they're in third place right now, coming off a, a split with uh, the San Jose Barracuda. But before that, had won like I think four out of five games, and one of them being a uh, an overtime loss. So. Steven, let me tell you, when I was down in Tucson and watching the Eagles and the Roadrunners games, AA, I found out that those two teams don't like each other. <laughs> there were a couple of big-time tilts in the opening game on Saturday, opening period, I should say. Um, that rivalry is brewing as well. And uh, here's the, the, the funny thing, if, you, if, if funny is the right word, ironic maybe is a better word, uh, the Colorado Eagles have played 30 games, the most in the Pacific Division of the AHL, um, they played just one less than their parent club, the uh, <laughs> the Colorado Avalanche. So apparently if you're 50 miles north in Loveland, Colorado, everything's good. If you're down in Denver, man, you got COVID issues. And where I'm moving down to, uh, to Castle Pines, a little bit south of Denver, it's all good. There's nothing there. <laughs> well, then you'll be good to go. You'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah. If you believe any of that, folks, uh, that's all tongue-in-cheek <laughs> for sure. But anyway, the Eagles played very, very well. And one of the things that I was going to tell you was uh, one thing with the AHL that I love covering these games is that there's so much player movement, or at least there was this past year. And I'm watching Dylan Secura score the tying goal for Colorado, and I'm going like, hey, I watched you score a lot of tying and winning goals for the Henderson Silver Knights last year. Uh, and then I saw a guy that really stood out on the blue line for the Eagles um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name now. Played for the uh, the Tucson Roadrunners a lot in the Coyotes last year. Um, I totally slipped my mind. It's just like that. See, that's what happens when you get old, Stephen. You lose stuff just like that. Where are my keys? Where are my keys? Where's my phone? <laughs> as long as you know where your keys and your phone are, you're good to go. And and know what anyway. time to, and what time we're doing the, these podcasts. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, the Pacific Division uh, is going to get better and better, and we hope to continue to boost our coverage, if you will. Uh, we, we've had a lot to uh, to cover in uh, NCAA and ACHA stuff. So, okay, we we blew through an hour. We went past it again. Stephen, thanks for uh, for spending some time and, and giving and the us other your thing, knowledge. Well, yeah, and the other thing, too, real quick, but final point on this is that the uh, – the AHL schedule has been getting disrupted. I mean, the NHL schedule is getting disrupted, but I think the American Hockey League schedule, they, it seems like they maybe have different protocols, uh, similar to the NHL, but it's in, in different cases. Um, you know, the NHL, you know, now that they have, the, they have this taxi squad thing that they put back in play for a period of time, so, you know, they're calling some players up from the American Hockey League to be a part of that, and there's some stipulations there. But, you know, what happens if AHL players are, you know, they're, they losing players to that, and what happens if AHL players get on a protocol if they get on the, on the list? And there's a lot of disruption, so we're seeing a lot of postponements. Um, the Canadian teams are a lot of them are having to play in empty buildings again, so there, there's that element now. And because of the reimposed restrictions in Canada, um, Silver Knights' schedule, just from a Silver Knights perspective, has been disrupted several times, or they've had games postponed. And so you go this period of playing not playing games for. 10 days you'll play one game or two games and then you you've gone what 10 days 11 days without without playing and so now of course that means you're gonna those games you know are gonna be rescheduled and they just announced some of those uh, changes uh today but um so that's 
So that's another aspect too. You know, this it's just the wonkiness of the COVID. You know, if you're out, if, if another team has COVID issues, they got to postpone. And so you, it happened. I think that the Silver Knights they were getting ready. They they were thinking they were going to play San Diego. They were practicing preparation for a game that was supposed to be, I think, last week here on a Wednesday. And then the day comes down, they say, "Oh no, the game's been postponed because of COVID concerns with the with the with the goals." And so then all of a sudden you don't have a game. So then you know you just you just go about and. It's practice, so that's that's another a- aspect too. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like and, I said, uh, we appreciate all that you do up in Vegas to, to cover everything for us. Always great to have you on talking uh, Knights hockey, golden or silver. And uh, of course, you and I will be back to uh, really start ramping up the uh, ACHA uh, stretch run down to the national tournament in St. Louis. That'll be Wednesday night again. Uh, join us with the head coach from uh, Oregon, Riley Orr, joining us. And Can I mention uh, one, of, one other yeah. thing, too? We want to mention this. got one more thing. Go ahead. One more thing. I know, but this this is a big deal, and this was about uh, Evander Kane. We, in case people don't realize, he, the, uh, the Sharks placed him on unconditional waivers on Saturday with the intention of terminating his contract. That's why when the this thing came down, we, but uh, this – this is a totally different circumstance. I'm sure people are familiar, so we won't go to the details of, of what happened with Kane. We know about you know faking the vaccine thing, all the stuff that he was um, accused of in, in the, in the earlier this year or last year. So, um, great player, but you know, just had kind of dealt with some off ice issues and and stuff. So he was with the Barracuda. They, so they brought him. You know, he was done with the suspension. Brought him with the Barracuda, and then apparently he he violated AHL. COVID protocols that's for the AHL and that was one of the things that uh, I think that was the final straw so they they've released him so it's uh, we'll see what happens with Kane going forward if, if he gets a, a new home or if, or if he's going to have to sit out some time and not, not play as you know if the team were willing to take a chance on him but uh, it's a shame because he's a good player and and he's he's but uh, just kind of a, a victim of uh, his own decisions I guess in a way and some of the things that yeah, he's, that was he's that was done. well placed victim of his own decisions because uh, <laughs> he, he's brought a lot of this on if not all of it on himself and uh, he just needs to get his life together we hope and pray that that'll happen mm-hmm. um, I, I will say a couple of things is big things happening in Vegas less than a month away uh, the all-star games is to make sure you don't miss uh, you don't miss that opportunity if you can't be there watch it on uh, TV and and taking all the festivities it's a big time especially with no uh, Olympic or NHL players in the Olympics this year. Um, and, of course, like I said, uh, NCAA and ACHA hockey are live and well for us as well. Um, we're here every Sunday through Wednesday. We're the uh, quad pod of hockey podcast. 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time is our normal live broadcast. This one a little early because if you're in L.A. tonight, look for a guy with a Ranger stocking hat and, hat and jersey on. That'll be Rob Rothfarb. <laughs> the, yeah, only so anybody, guy, the only guy the only guy in LA with a stocking hat on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so if anybody's gonna be at crypto.com arena, look for that. Uh, <laughs> crypto.com. You just like saying that. Uh, I, I do. It's just I'm get, I have to get used to saying it because I'm so used to being known as the Staples Center, and so uh, it's now it's crypto.com, and it's just it's, it's like okay, that's that's the name of the arena. That's the name of the arena there now. So. <laughs> All right, Stephen Mars, thanks again for joining me tonight, especially on short notice. Uh, love talking hockey with you, and we'll uh, we'll talk again Wednesday night. Uh, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, uh, De Niro, and uh, we'll be back at you tomorrow night. It's Tuesday night, which means it's College Hockey Southwest Live. Good night, everybody. Southwest Weekly, isn't it?
Yeah, I'm sorry. Southwest Weekly. Good one. <laughs> nice catch. <laughs> I told you, you the Southwest. <laughs> See, you, you, Southwest Live is your Sunday show. This yeah, is the professional right. show. College Tuesday Hockey is your Southwest, Southwest Weekly. Weekly. And you're then right. Wednesday, Good catch. For, for now, it's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. That sounds like yeah, a we got a new name change coming. Promise coming you. Coming for that. So. Good night, See, everybody. <laughs> Good night, everyone.